Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. This life study is the basis of our program today, which includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's life study. Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 26 and 27 are classic verses in the entire Old Testament that are essential for us to understand, to know the Lord in an intimate way. They tell us, I will also give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will take away the heart of stone out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and my ordinances you shall keep and do. This is Matt Miller with Bob Danker for a refreshing program about the details of the Lord's recovery by life. Bob, the title of our program today is actually The Outward and Inward Recovery by Life. Let's discuss this a little bit before we go to Witness Lee. Well, Matt, the main subject of today's program is not the outward recovery, but the inward recovery. But we'd like to mention that there is an outward recovery. I had this kind of thought here. Uh, When we were first saved, if we all can think back to the very first day when we believed in the Lord, I can remember that day myself, even though it was many years ago. Uh, That day, uh, we touched the Lord in a fresh way, and the Lord was so real and so uh, rich and so intimate and near to us. We were in the enjoyment of the Lord himself. We had peace within. Uh, the Lord was so near to us, and we enjoyed him, really, within, you know, in the beginning of our Christian life. But then, as we went on, uh, many of us became involved with many other things that distracted us away from Christ Uh, Some of these were good things, religious things. Some were even not so good things. But anyway, we found ourselves far from the Lord. And this is somewhat like the history of Israel. They were brought into the good land by God, and they enjoyed the riches of that land. That land is a type of Christ. But eventually Israel became distracted from God, became involved with idols, actually, replacements for God himself. And then, because of their idolatry, they got involved in many evil and sinful things. So they became a people who were far from God. So God came in to discipline them by allowing them to be carried away into captivity, and they lost the land. They lost the enjoyment of the land. So in his recovery, God is a God of recovery. He can never be defeated, and he can never change in his purpose. Even though Israel was carried away from the land of Canaan, God came in through the prophet Ezekiel and prophesied that he would bring them back to the land. And that is the outward aspect of God's recovery, to bring them back to the land of Canaan. And this is somewhat like our experience. Maybe the Lord will come in at a certain point and bring us back and revive us and bring us back to Christ and to the enjoyment of Christ and bring us back to the fellowship of 
of the body of Christ where we can enjoy Christ. This is outward. But there's much more to God's recovery than just this outward aspect. There's an inward aspect in which God works in our very inner being to change us, to transform us in a marvelous way. And that's basically what we'd like to focus on in this broadcast. And that's what we're going to do. I'd like to uh, read the first verse that precedes the verses I read before in Ezekiel chapter 36. I read verses 26 and 27. Now I'd like to read verse 25, which is actually, I would say, the beginning of his inward recovery by life. And I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and you will be clean. From all your filthiness and from all your idols, I will cleanse you. Let's go to Witness Lee now from his original speaking in Los Angeles on August 14, 1971. We all have to realize in the Lord's recovery, there are always two aspects. The outward aspect and the inward aspect. In other words, the outward recovery and the inward recovery. One day, the Lord sought you out, and the Lord brought you back to himself, and brought you back to the church life, and brought you back to the fellowship. This is, no doubt, a recovery, but this is just the outward recovery. At the same time, no, the Lord always would do something inwardly. So, in this same chapter, in the second part, you have the inward recovery. And what is the inward aspect? You have this aspect covered in verses 22 through 30. He not only brought us back. First of all, you know, he washed us with clean water. The clean water here means his cleansing blood. He washes us from two categories of dirt, from all the filthiness, number one, and from all the idols, number two. You know, filthiness includes all kinds of sinful and just and righteous dark things, you know. Well, all those things are so filthy. And the Lord's blood at the clean water does wash us. Wash us from all our filthiness. Then, we not only had a lot of filthiness, we have too many idols. You just come before you got saved. You just come before you got revived. You just come before you be brought into the church life. How many idols do you have? All kinds of idols. You know, sometimes just a piece of clothing. That is your idol. Why? Because you loved that piece of clothing much better than the Lord Jesus. So, the Lord's redeeming blood cleanses us, not only from all our filthiness, but also from all our idols. 
Bob, let's stop right here because I'm pretty sure that most Christians would agree that we need to be cleansed from all of our filthiness, from the negative things, from the dirty things. But I'm pretty sure that many of them have never heard about being cleansed from an idol that uh, is something that we love more than the Lord himself. It reminded me of a verse in Colossians chapter 3, 5, where actually greediness, the Apostle Paul said, is idolatry. That's right. And greediness, uh, of course, is something inward. It's the desire, the greedy desire for things that are other than God himself. And another verse, Matt, now that you mention it, is at the end of 1 John, where the last charge John made to his receivers of his epistle was, my little children, guard yourselves from idols. This is the way John ended his epistle. So that means idols, uh, if you look at the context there, and in the verse you mentioned, idols are not necessarily uh, a physical statue made of wood or stone that we set up to worship. No, an idol can be something in our heart that we love more than the Lord. And if we think and are about our situation and are honest, we have to agree. We have many idols. We have many things in our heart that we love more than the Lord, if we'd be honest with ourselves. So we need the Lord's cleansing blood to wash us not only from the sinful, evil, dirty things in our conduct, but also from the idols in our heart to make us a pure, purified and cleansed people in our inner being so that he can come into us and fill us with himself and carry out his purpose in us. You know, Bob, also, we mentioned this in an earlier program, but in Ezekiel chapter 14, verse 3, the Lord actually referred to them as having idols set up in their heart. So it's very similar to the situation in the New Testament and at the end of 1 John where guard yourself from idols. And in chapter 6, verse 9 of Ezekiel, he mentioned that this broke his heart. So God had a broken heart from this kind of a situation. So now in his recovery by life, he's coming in to inwardly heal them from that situation of having things to replace the love for him. That's right, Matt. I just feel we all need to pray, Lord, cleanse me from all my idols. If we pray this way, I believe the Lord's would respond. Cleanse me from all my idols, and Lord, I love you. That's something even more that the Lord would like to hear from us. I was thinking as you were sharing, Bob, Lord, I love you more than that thing. I hope some of our listeners could walk away from this program with at least this prayer, Lord. Lord, I love you more than that thing. Okay, we better go on because there's much more here to the recovery by life inwardly. Here's Witness Lee. The cleansing with the blood and the clean water is just the negative side. After the cleansing, praise all. He gives us a new heart. Not only a new heart, but also a new spirit. Amen. For the Lord, you know, we need a heart. And the heart is the living organ. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, the Bible says. So the heart is the loving organ. But the heart is not the receiving organ. To take anything, you need the proper organ. Now, 
We take the Lord by what organ? The Spirit. God is a Spirit. To love the Lord, you need the heart. But to worship the Lord, you need the Spirit. To contact the Lord, to receive the Lord, to take the Lord, to enjoy the Lord, to eat the Lord, to drink the Lord, you need a Spirit. But if you don't love Him, how about it? Do you know, before our conversion, before our revival, our heart didn't have an appetite toward the Lord. Our heart had some other kind of appetite. The appetite of going to casinos. The appetite of going to boating. Right? The appetite of going fishing. Of going to sports. You know what I mean. When people talk to you about the Lord Jesus, you just didn't care. But by the time when the Lord granted us the gracious visitation, my, just like this, not just overnight, I would say over a minute, just like this, I, we don't know why, our heart just turned. Just turned. The appetite changes. This is the Lord's gracious doing. Bob, this is a miraculous appetite change here that uh, I really love this, and it's real. I feel like a good description of it would be a, a young man that I met recently. He was explaining to me that it was hard for him to understand how he could be not that far distant in his past. He was an opposer to Christ. It wasn't only that he didn't have an appetite for the Lord or the things of God. He was actually against him, and then immediately he got a new heart. And his appetite changed immediately to where now he loved Christ. He not only loved him, he loved him so much he gave his whole life 100% to Christ. So this is not just a theory, is it? Oh, it is not a theory, Matt. This word in Ezekiel is too, too marvelous. Before we believed in the Lord or were revived by the Lord, uh, our heart was like stone toward him almost without any feeling, or as in the case that you mentioned, it was with a full of negative feeling, opposition toward God. But the Lord comes to graciously visit us. He visits us in his mercy and grace and touches our stony heart and makes it a soft heart. And then he puts his own love, his own love into our heart, and then we begin to love him. What a miracle. This is an inward miracle, not an outward miracle, but an inward miracle of God's recovery by life. This is the inward recovery of God that begins with our heart. Boy, Bob, I really like this uh, portion here, and it starts with our heart, and then it goes on from our heart to receive a new spirit. And then in our new spirit, he puts his spirit, and then that allows us to be able to keep his law. So let's, let's go on to Witness Lee for the conclusion of our life study and talk about this next aspect after our appetite changes, which is the receiving of a new spirit, which we need to learn how to exercise. So let's go to Witness Lee, and then we'll come back and talk more about our new spirit that has God's spirit. Maya, we all have to realize how to exercise our spirit. A loving heart is not sufficient. 
We all need something plus to the loving heart. That is our spirit, the receiving spirit, our human spirit, a renewed spirit. Oh, we need to see the Lord's economy. A new spirit. Not only a new spirit, the Lord says, I will put my spirit into your spirit. Not only a new heart, a new spirit, but my spirit will be put into you. Marvelous. Hallelujah. But you shouldn't neglect your spirit. Because your spirit is the vessel that contains, that keeps the divine spirit. People today, whenever they talk, they use the word spirit. They always think that is the Holy Spirit. They never consider that they have a human spirit. Yes, we need the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit is in our human spirit. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. Romans 8, 16. Hallelujah. We have a new heart, and we have a new spirit, and we have the Holy Spirit within us, strengthening all the time. Then we just can. We are able to keep God's commandment. Why? Because... The commandment of God are according to God's nature. And now we have the nature of God by having His Spirit. Now we have the Spirit of God, so we have the nature of God. We do have something within corresponding with God's law. Now it's so easy for us to keep the law of God because we have such a keeping nature. Formerly, it was really hard for us to love people. But today, it would be hard for me to hate people. You see, a new nature within A new nature. God's spirit today is within you. This new nature does correspond with God's love. Bob, there's really a lot here in this final segment, but I'd like to open up our concluding word by just asking you a simple question. How is the exercise of our spirit, which we talk a lot about on this Life Study Radio program, so intimately connected with this new nature that allows us to keep God's law? This is a very good question, Matt. Actually, here in this section uh, verse 26 and t- verse 27, we can see two spirits. It's very important that we realize that there are two spirits here. First of all, God says he will give us a new spirit. This refers to our human spirit. Before we uh, believed in the Lord, our spirit was deadened. Ephesians 2 verse 1 says we were dead in our offenses and our sins. That means our spirit which God created in us so that we could contact him, receive him, and contain him. Our spirit was dead. It was out of function completely. But then, at the time that the Lord visited us to save us or to revive us, he renewed our dead spirit. He enlivened our dead spirit. And at the same time, he put his spirit into our spirit 
This is too wonderful. It's not only that we have a human spirit, but our human spirit is now indwelt by the Spirit of God, even mingled with the Spirit of God to be a mingled spirit. Now we have the inward capacity because we have God's divine nature through the indwelling spirit. We have the inward ability to keep the law, even to conduct ourselves in a way that's much higher than the law of Moses. We can do this spontaneously without exerting our own self-effort. This is because a new nature has come into us that matches the law of God. And that allows us, enables us to live a life that corresponds to God and that expresses God himself. This is the fulfillment of God's eternal purpose, is to gain a people who express him because they exercise their spirit to contact his spirit within them. And spontaneously they live out the very attributes of God himself, which are love, light, holiness, righteousness, patience, long-suffering, all kinds of positive attributes and virtues spontaneously are lived out by us when we exercise our spirit to contact God's spirit within us. Bob, I'd like to mention a few verses in the New Testament to confirm what we're saying here. One is First Timothy 4, verse 7, which says, to exercise yourself unto godliness. So when we say, this is a scriptural term, to exercise your spirit, what else could we exercise within us that would result in godliness? If we go to the gym and exercise, it's not going to make us more godly. If we go to school and exercise our mind, we're not going to be more godly. But this matter of exercising our spirit, which is mingled with the Holy Spirit, we will become godly people and we will express the divine nature or God's law. Another couple verses I wanted to mention were uh, the three times in the New Testament where the Holy Spirit, the big S spirit, is mentioned in the same verse as the smallest spirit, the human spirit. There's only three times in the New Testament. Witness Lee mentioned the one in Romans 8.16 when he said, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God. But also John 3.6 says that that which is born of the spirit, big S, is spirit, small s. And then the last one is John 4.24. Those who, God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit, small s. I wanted to do that for those that this may be new to, who've never heard that we have a spirit, because there's so much emphasis here in God's economy on us learning our spirit. Marvelous. We must learn to exercise our spirit, to to contact God's divine spirit within us. Then uh, we will live a life that matches the very law of God, even the nature of God, and we will live a life as God, and we will become God's very expression in humanity on this earth. This is what God wants to obtain in his economy. Well, Bob, we've run out of time on the radio program, but there's a lot more that the listeners need to get if they're going to get all that's here. We've just touched the tip of the iceberg, so I'm going to have to encourage them to to call us for the written materials Thanks for coming in and doing the program with me. It's a pleasure, Matt. We really hope you will call us at 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 
543-3788 and find out how you can get more information on this matter of God's economy and and, uh, these things we're talking about. It may be new to you. We really think this is worthwhile. And uh, if it's easier for you, you can just send an email to radio at lsm.org or write to Living Stream Ministry, P.O. Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. On behalf of Bob Danker, this is Matt Miller. Thanks for listening today and tune in again as we continue this matter of God's recovery by life. In both the first and last book of the Bible, God presents himself to man as the tree of life. Throughout the Bible, God is portrayed as food for man to eat and life for man to enjoy. In the tree of life, Witness Lee presents a view of God's heart that is little understood and seldom experienced by Christians today, revealing that it is God's desire that we receive Christ, experience Christ, and enjoy Christ as our moment-by-moment supply. The Tree of Life from Living Stream Ministry is available at Christian bookstores everywhere. Or you can order by calling 1-888-543-3788.